Welcome to Research Talk Podcast at Walden University, created to provide further professional development and conversations relevant to faculty interests. This podcast is brought to you by the Office of Research and Doctoral Services. I'm Dr. Lee Statlander, the coordinator of faculty training in Walden's Office of Research and Doctoral Services. In this podcast, I will be speaking with two former students of Dr. Greg Hickman, a senior core faculty member in Walden's Human Services Program. Dr. Hickman has set up what he calls a DISFAM or dissertation family. Today, we'll get a student perspective of the DISFAM. And with me today are Diane and Perlette. I'm going to let you guys introduce yourself and tell us when you graduated from Walden. Perlette, why don't you start us? Hello, I'm Perlette Springer. Um, I completed my doctorate in human services with a focus on family studies and strategic intervention um, in November of 2022. Um, My dissertation was on the pre-incarceration collaborative religious coping strategies of black Catholic males with a history of a criminal offense. Interesting. Diane? Hi, my name is Diane Ricketts. I completed my dissertation at Walden University um, 2020, November 2020. My dissertation was on um, service learning, higher education, and presently in the Cayman Islands. Very good. So we're going to talk today about your DISFAM, which I understand that your chair, Greg Hickman, had set up. So why don't we start with how does this come about? Was it set up before you started your dissertation or something that developed while you were in there? Yes, it was set up before we started. So it is something that we get right into. Um, I just say from the head down, start showing examples. So Dr. Hickman, was the person who created the chat room or the discussion board and invite. And he he's an active um, chairperson on the board. So every day you will hear from him. So as a student, you don't want to sit there and don't talk either. So you have persons in the um, dissertation shell and they will um, start discussions. And so, so it start building or recreating relationship from the very discussion that we start. Anything you want to add to that, Perla? Yes, I because Diane, the year I started was the year Diane finished. And so everything was in place. Um, Diane was very active in the discussion board. And which pulled me in because she will always ask questions and um, I would always respond. And so I was impressed that, you know, a fellow student of this fam member was engaging everyone in on the discussion board. Um, And but, you know, the prompts, of course, is the weekly uh, announcement or the weekly discussion um, paragraph that Dr. Hickman had put on 
the discussion board that led the, you know, for, formed our discussion for that week. Can you give me any examples? I mean, just a rough idea of what he would post that would get you all talking. Okay. Um, for example, when um, Dr. Seabrook was the one going out when I was coming in, and um, every journey or every achievement, if somebody um, has uh, submitted chapters or, you know, every little achievement was announced. So it's like you're excited. So you get into it and talk and then they give you from one to the other. So it's the experience is a little um, success that we celebrate um, in the dissertation. So it gets us talking. Mm -hmm. Great. Perla, anything else to add with that? I was going to say a lot of it, he would ask us what um, we were doing that week, you know, what, what, we, what we were working on in our dissertation and what was going on in life in general. So it was always the business side up front and the party in the back, <laughs> you know. So most people, you know, wrote two paragraphs. One was, this is what I'm doing. I'm completing chapter one. And then the second paragraph would be, you know, but I hope to go to this concert this Saturday or whatever was going on in their personal life. I love that. We had talked about the discussion board. So that was in your dissertation class. But what else would you guys do? We, uh, and I'm not sure if the brown bag started while Diane was still in the shell. Um, yes, it was. Okay, so we had brown bag Friday, was, which is 12 noon um, Eastern time every Friday. And he would ask different uh, DISFAM members to take the lead on that Friday. So he would rarely do the presentation on Friday for the discussion. He will always have one of the DISFAM uh, members lead the discussion. And I know in 2021, I want to say that um, for one term, he asked me if I would take the lead for putting the brown bags together for the whole term. You know, so even before the term started, I kind of outlined what our discussions would be about for the whole 11 weeks. So what kind of topics would you talk about in the brown? <laughs> well, we talked about um, mostly we talked about um, the five chapters, what was mm -hmm. expected in the five chapters and um, also. Uh, what process did we use to get through those chapters? Um, we talked about how to collect articles, how to do the, um, how to. The APA? Yes, we, yeah, we talked about the APA 7, how to do, um, how to correct them, what we're looking for. Um, what free resources like, um, I'm trying to think of the one I use, Recite Works. Oh, so yeah. it, it was a free resource. So 
you know, we talked about how to use that um, and, you know, different resources for recording in transcribing interviews, um, just different topics that came up. We had one about wellness and health, oh, you know. Okay. Um, so they're not was, all research focused. No, not all research yeah. focused. So is it up to the person that's leading it then to decide what topics they want? It yes, usually and can. sometimes we have questions. We have questions and um, what we would like to talk about. So um, the more votes comes in, then we'll stick to that topic. So it will um, throw out there, what do, would you like to talk about this brown bag? So we will say this one and the more votes to it, then we'll stick to it. And the other, um, less vote, we'll move to it the, the next time. We, we we also practice our um, oral um, defense for our oh, proposal yeah. and for our final dissertation. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I like so that. We would, yeah, so we would get feedback from our our this fam, you know, and um, that way when we went actually into the defense, we were well pe prepared to answer questions yeah so is dr hickman always there yes he always supports us very good and you had mentioned previously the idea of big brothers and sisters can you tell me more about that well dr hickman um when i was in the dish shell it started with if anyone from the this family, the dissertation shell wanted to mentor anybody that was in the 8550 class that he had. And what, and so what is was, that if people don't know? Um, the 8550, and I forget the name of it, that's the course right before dissertation. For journey to dissertation? Is it, yeah, I'm not sure what it's called anymore. Is it intro to dissertation? Okay. I can't remember. Okay. Like a prospectus, maybe? Something it could like be. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. It's when you prepare your perspective. And um, and so he would have us um, mentor those students in preparing them to go into dissertation. If they mm. like had any questions, their expectations, um, and, and that kind of stuff. Um, and so they would be prepared and in coming into dissertation. And then he would have, like, some of us would mentor each other inside the this family shell. Like, if Diane was already working on chapters four and five, he would ask her to work with someone who's just starting, either trying to get um, their proposal finished or their perspectives finished. How long would you be a big sister for someone? Is this a one quarter commitment? Is it longer? And we have we mentor them through their completion. Oh, so okay. we keep even after dissertation journey, um, we keep that connection. And how do you keep in touch with them? Just by email? I email on their personal phones or uh, we have Zoom, all those chats we do call. 
I like that idea a lot, actually. Um, one thing I have heard from students in the past when they were asked to do this kind of thing was that it takes so much time and they didn't want to spend the time mentoring other people. What would you say to that? It does take time, but you learn on the way and nobody can take that from you. It is something that you have to enjoy doing, giving back. It doesn't matter how small it is. So I believe whatever we do, just giving back, equipping other students to be better than you. I, I think, I you mean, yeah, I, I know of several of uh, this fam said they didn't have time. Um, because they had children and a husband. Um, they had little children, you know, like either not even in school yet or in early elementary. And I know that takes a lot of time and energy, you know, on top of completing a dissertation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's about commitment. Mentoring somebody, you know, really doesn't take a lot of time, but it does take some time you know, a lot of a lot of the mentoring is just listening to them, you know, yeah. listening to, you know, the frustration of trying to develop this balance between work, home and dissertation. Um, I, You know, my at the time I was in the shell, you know, my son was an adult, um, didn't live with me. And and so I had to me, I, I always say I had all the time in the world. I was just working and doing dissertation and I didn't have anyone else to worry about. So for me, it worked out. But it's, it's all about, like Diane said, giving back um, what um, you have received um, from other people. You have mentioned to me earlier about doing projects in the. You had mentioned earlier about doing different kinds of projects in the dissertation shell. Can you talk a little bit about that? This is beyond dissertation, right? Yes. Um, When I was in the shell, and I'm not sure who was doing it, but several of the students were working on um, a research project um, with uh, Dr. Hickman, or he connected them to someone else that was working on a research project. And so they were working on that project with uh, while they were completing their dissertation. Um, and I know now he's doing a project where uh, the students are uh, working with clothes and food drive in their communities and reporting back as to what's going on um, on the discussion board. Diane, anything to add on that one? Yes, um, for example, four of us um, from our present dissertation shell has come together. We create a, a relationship and now we are trying to launch our first business online and I will let you guys know about it soon. Um, so we have Brandy and Mitzi, Carmen and I, um, we launch a, we create a business. So um, 
We are doing give giveaways in the community. We are doing community work, putting our name out there for the less fortunate people. So that's what we are doing in our community. Mm -hmm. And it starts from shall by creating that bond, building relationship. We found that we can discuss, we trust each other, and we love what we are doing. So we want the world to know. Wow, that's excellent, Diane. It is. Very good. So you mentioned about special groups like for teaching. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, Dr. Hickman calls it the Indeed group. And so um, we start talking in the, on the discussion board last year, I think, about um, teaching in higher education. And people were asking, how do they get into higher ed? And so first, Dr. Hickman um, shared his CV, uh, curriculum vitae, um, with everyone and you know and told them they needed to create a cb and if they wanted him to look at it just send it to him so those who created a cv sent it to him um, for feedback um and then he developed a, a the indeed group where he set up the indeed and then he sent us the information um, via email, our personal emails, um, anyone that wanted to be part of that. And then as people were applying for positions, they would share like, well, you need to have a diversity statement. You need to have a teaching philosophy. So people were creating these things and then they would send it to Dr. Hickman or to another DISFAM member to um, look at it for feedback. And then um, also some of the DISFAM members, and of course, Dr. Hickman um, would agree to be references uh, when we sent in applications. Um, and then if we got interviewed, we will also like share that with everyone on the email list about how the interview went, what questions were asked, you know, and of course, when someone was hired, it was a celebration. Yeah, for sure. And also, I must add to that, um, Perlette, knowing that some of our same um, dissertation shell members are hired at these universities. So sometimes um, they will ask, do you know anyone who presents their faculty or adjunct member there? And you could say, oh, Drea is there or um, Perlet is there. So if you understand, so it builds not just um, right here academically, but in your professional life, you know, it, it builds that platform and fosters relationship, long-term relationships. What do you feel was the best part of being part of this? Being in the dissertation shell. <laughs> yes. My yeah, that that was the best thing for me to know that I have a family. We call them journey mates on the same path that as us. You know, you have your husband, your brother, your sister, your niece, your nephew, your daughter, or son, and they don't know your journey. 
They don't know. You might have them, yes, they're there as support, but they're not in this journey with you. So when we foster these relationships in the dissertation shell, they are on our journey. So when my head hurts me and I said, I can't bother with um, chapter one, I can't get through chapter three, somebody knows what I'm going through. You know, to, because they're on the same journey as me. So our journey means understand, we communicate. So that's what makes it so excellent. Knowing that somebody else is there or, or understand what you're going through, it makes a difference. Perla, <laughs> any other thoughts? Well, yeah. And, and I would say Diane is 100% correct. And knowing that someone else was on the same journey uh, with you, um, what I what I like, uh, what I really like about the shell that in, that worked for me is that I was never in any of Dr. Hickman's courses, and so um, I picked them uh, according to his um, bio that talked about his previous research. And I thought that it would align with what I was doing pretty well. And he, he denied me. Well, I won't say he denied me, um, but I, it took a while for him to become my chair because when I first submitted, he was full. Then I submitted again. Um, he was full. Then finally, he had a space for me. And, um, and you know, and so I just I think that um, I'm glad I got into his shell because he was he was a, a, a great example of trans transformational leadership. Mm -hmm. um, I look at transformational leadership as someone who leads from behind where they lift up others to leadership position, um, which he did. He always called us to take the lead on different things. And it was a non-competitive atmosphere. We weren't competing with each other. We were walking with each other, um, which makes a big difference when you're trying to uh, accomplish a goal. Um, and the last thing I wanna say is that during the the last year, the last 14 months of my um, time in a dissertation shell, um, my son died of um, an aneurysm. And it was the dis fam members that I could feel their support, you know, through the discussion board, you know, several of them, you know, would call me regularly to see how it was was doing and all kinds of suggestions and just standing by me through my time of grief. And um, if without that, I would not have completed my dissertation. Yeah, I was thinking that. I think for what? a lot of people, that would be enough to make them quit. Yeah, that's yeah. where I was at. One thing to add. Um, in our dissertation, Shal, um, when you talk about inclusion and diversity, we were not short on that. You know, we embrace diversity and um, Dr. Hickman all it reinforced. And that, that's a core of our dissertation, Shal. So it's like it fosters the global experiences, you know, and uh, we engage in so much uh, on and off 
research on this can be an international scale i should say because i'm in the cayman islands i'm talking to people people all over the world building those relationships perlet andrea my four um my four batchmates who we create this company together. So we are on an international scale and we feel so close as a family. Trust me, it's like we are closer. We talk most every day. You know, that's relationship. Right. And and Carmen, is Carmen still overseas or she's back in the States? She's still overseas. Yeah, because Carmen moved overseas during um, her time in the dissertation shell. So. Yes. So I'd like to kind of end this by let knowing what you're doing now. So Diane, what are you doing now? Now that you've graduated. Okay. Uh, <laughs> since I since I graduated, I embarked on a journey um, teaching at two schools in the Cayman Islands, and also I'm still holding my job in human services at a nonprofit organization. So I'm happy with that. <laughs> that sounds great. Paulette, Perlet? Well, I am now an uh, online adjunct faculty member for Southern New Hampshire University on teaching social justice courses. And I'm also an adjunct professor for the Institute for Black Catholic Studies at Xavier University of Louisiana. And it's a summer program. So it's only three weeks out of the summer where I'll be down there teaching either certificate courses or on the or a master's degree in theology. Wow. You guys are definitely success stories. Thank you so much for talking with us on the podcast. Really, really appreciate it. I think a lot of faculty will get some great ideas from this. So thank you. Thank you. You are for so welcome. Thank you for joining us today for Research Talk. Our music is by audionautics.com, and I'm Dr. Lee Statlander. Today's podcast was sponsored by Walden University's Office of Research and Doctoral Services.